Hey y'all, welcome to Water Break with Water Boy. Yes, uh, no knocks, no Pastor Toby, just just Water Boy. Once a week, the shackles and they're they're heavy shackles of Pastor Toby and the knocks have been removed just for an hour, so me and my buddy comedian John Brandon can go out into the the prison yard and uh, hang out. So. Lift weights. Uh, I, it's lift weights. Is that what we're going to do? Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do today? Lift weights. Lift some weights. How are you doing this week, John? I'm good. I'm sensational. Great. Well, you, you're you going to be performing at Gutty's in Greenwood, Indiana, this Friday and Saturday. Correct. What's Gutty's all about? It's a comedy club. Okay. It's a club that does clean comedy. Uh-huh. And so... Yeah, if you're in the area, you should come and say hello. I had some people come from uh, Fight Laugh Feast Network last week to meet from uh, Minneapolis. Awesome! So that's that's, said hello. that's Gutties G U T T Y S Comedy Club dot com. Yep. That, yeah. that's cool. Uh, it's a clean comedy club. So are you like the only comedian that ever gets invited? I'm the only one. Yeah, it's my club. No, there's a, there are there are a few there are a few comics who okay. are are clean and then there's other comics that can keep it clean you know they're not yeah. generally clean but they clean it up when they go to work at gutties yeah they they tell their jokes and in between they go beep yeah Burp. well there, it's actually it is actually true that there's a lot of material that is that's clean but they dirty it up for the club they they wow they yeah they put things into it words and phrases get spattered into the it, it's fascinating guys that you've seen on television you know and their their set is clean on television you go to see and they're doing the same material but in between wow you know they use yeah. different language for the club yeah I, I remember um the revelation of me seeing bob saget do stand up oh yeah oh my goodness you know <laughs> even i knew him from a family Right, he's Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner, and then mm-hmm. from America's Funniest Home Videos, mm-hmm. and then I heard his stand-up, and it was awfully filthy. I mean, it was it was like filthy and awful. I mean, it was wasn't even funny to me. It was so it was so filthy. I couldn't believe Bob Saget was that way. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a, a little-known secret about uh, Bob Saget was that his America's set was family nothing, videos. Yeah. yeah, nothing like the sitcom that he was. Wow, on. wow. Well, folks, this show is brought to you by one of our favorites, Classical Conversations. They actually have a number of job openings uh, right now. So go to cchomeoffice.com for those job openings, or I'm sure you can get there on their on their main website. Uh, but they're, they're hiring, they're growing, uh, so check them out. They got some job openings happening. Cannonball or belly flop? You know, clean or Bob Saget? You know, (laughs) we have reached the political cycle in our country where a very small portion of Republican Party, you know, vote to decide who will run our state and nation. Um, You know, hardly anybody actually show up to the primaries and votes. And then largely whoever wins the primaries, if you're in a Republican state like Idaho, that's going to determine who wins the election in November. So very small people show up in the primaries to vote and decide who wins in November. This process, like I said, is called our primaries. And in some states, the primaries are in May, some are in June. Just know your state. It appears that the Republicans are going to run away with the elections in November. 
Okay, so I think that makes these primaries even more important. And, and they will largely determine the nature of the kind of Republican leadership that will lead our country for the next two to four years. Now, my, my state's primary, this is in Idaho, is May 17th, which means we have weeks left to bring awareness to the problems going on in our party and to get the vote out. Check your state. You need to know what's going on. I have been going to our local Republican meetings for about five years, and I've been uh, an elected precinct committee man for those for about the last four years. It's been interesting getting involved in the Republican Party and um, sadly eye opening at some level. At a distance, the Republican Party appears to be conservative and on the same page with like the average Republican voter. But if you just spend 10 minutes a year or even a week checking in on your representatives, you quickly learn that the Republican Party is actually drifting left and has been for decades. Just spend 10 minutes. That's all you need to figure this out. I think the big reason the drift is, has been happening is because the Republican Party has been drifting away from the foundations of what makes the Republican Party the Republican Party in the first place. That is the Christian faith. The Christian faith is the foundation of the Republican platform. You can't keep the conservative agenda intact apart from Christ. You just can't. And the platform was built on it. Related to this, the Republican Party is king of compromise. Absolute king. Which is... Um, just an unbelievable losing strategy. And the Democrats know that compromise doesn't win in the long run. I remember when I was running for uh, Latah County Commissioner, one of the rhino Republicans in our region, um, had, I had lunch with him, and he said, uh, why can't you just work more on compromise? And I was like, I told him, I was like, this, because that's a losing strategy. And if we're talking about compromise on where to put like a city park, Sure, but if we're talking about stimulus checks and transgender public bathroom policies, there's no compromise there, and yet the conservatives constantly do that. Um, this past week, I was at our monthly local GOP meeting, and Robert Blair, who's running for the District 6 Senate seat uh, for Idaho, and Lori McCain, that's our district, who's running for District 6, my district, state representative position, they both spoke at the meeting trying to kind of win our favor of the Republican Party up here and and vote for them May 17th. That was their goal. After each of their talks, I asked them a very simple question. I asked them if, if our governor had the authority to shut down businesses and churches, does our governor have that authority? Because our governor did do that in 2020. So I asked them, does our governor have that authority to shut down businesses and churches? And both Lori and Robert affirmed that the governor had that authority. I think the bright side of 2020, if there's such a thing, is that it exposed the Republicans' party lack of principled politicians in such a way where it could not be explained away anymore. <laughs> you know, there's been lack of principle a long time in the Republican Party, but it finally got to the point where they can't even explain it away because they believe that the governor can shut down churches. Isn't there a thing called the Constitution? You know, what? what's the Constitution? What's the... First Amendment. Congress shall make no law. What? What? Regarding establishment of religion? And Governor Little can shut down, what? Churches? Now, of course, the local mayor can shut down churches. That's what they believe. That's what, of, of course, the governor can tell you to stay out of your, you know, to stay in your house. You know, of course, you have to stop working 
the governor can tell you to stop working, which my governor did in our state, told everyone to stay in their house, literally. Uh, and because the governor cares most about your health, right? He tells you you can't provide for your family, take care of the health of your family in the name of your health. So these primaries are really important. They're coming off 2020. Okay, and they're um, and it looks like the Republicans are going to have a big wave in November. So what happens in May and June is is going to be big for for us. Now, of course, politics is not our savior, but um, uh, politics is um, part of where God has called us to apply our faith to the whole all of Christ, right? Jesus, Lord of everything. So we have a problem, okay, and and that problem is the voters is us, right? we have short memories we've talked a lot about this on on the show we have short memories and and we're actually fearful of change even if it's good change um this gets us back to the heart of the problem and that is our relationship to god our creator if we're truly trusting in god then the fears of this world um go away um and i think one of the reasons why we have a problem with change so we would most people so governor abbott in texas got reelected. He did the same thing my governor did. He shut everything down, shut churches down, did all that stuff. And he just got reelected in the primaries in March. And, and it's high. It's possible. I'm working hard to not let this happen, but it's possible. Our governor could get reelected. And, and I think the reason why he would get reelected is because we're more comfortable with Brad little because we've had him for four years. than maybe someone new coming in, who actually might be a little more principled than Brad or might be a little more conservative than Brad. Actually, Brad's a liberal. I mean, he really is a Democrat. You look at his record. He really is a Democrat. Um, and so we're, we're, we're fearful of that change, even though we know um, the person I'm supporting is Janice McGee. And even though we know Janice McGee might be even better for our state than Brad, but we prefer the devil we know versus the devil we, we might, we, we don't know uh, in all this. What are your thoughts, John? Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I think that we have, I think we have a lack of faith when we, when we vote. I, I talked to many, many people during the, uh, 20, what year are we in now? 2022. Uh, 2022 yeah. During the, uh, the 2016, okay. uh, cycle who were like, yes, uh, I, I don't want to vote for, I don't want to vote for Trump. Um, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like everything he stands for, but, but we, we have to win this election. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's super important that we win this election. And so, so we will take uh, a person whose principles we don't agree with a person whose uh, theology we don't agree with. We don't even consider theology in politics. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we, we don't even, that's not even an issue right. for, for Christians. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I understand he's not a Christian, but you know, he's better than the alternative. And it's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought we thought that God was going to, what's going to handle all this. We do the best. We do what we think is right. We do what scripture tells us is right. That's right. And we just trust that it's going to work out, but that doesn't seem to happen. It didn't seem to happen in 2016. We had this, we had this sort of fallback position that was, Oh yeah, we do. We vote for the best person that we can, but you know, we, we, we can't, we can't stand on principles. We certainly can't stand on, on scripture. You know, we'll lose this election if we, if we stand on scripture, we're going to lose this election. Right. What's going on? What's going on in Indiana? 
Do you have primaries? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. No. So I'm also talking I'm, to I'm, you in this, John. I'm one of those guys that you're talking to. Oh, no. To. Yeah. <laughs> when are your primaries? Well, here's the thing. I, I am. I I'm going to avoid up. the question. Yeah, I'm going to look it <laughs> like up. Like a politician. Uh, no, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I am. Uh, I'm a guy who, over the last eight years, uh -huh. um, has gotten really, really jaded about politics. Yeah. Um, and so I, I have one issue that yeah. I check on and that's abortion. Yeah. Um, I, I check on abortion and if they are, if the position on abortion is pro life, mm -hmm. if they're, if they're, if they're anti-abortion, then I vote for them because I figure, okay, uh, I, I'm probably going to fall in line more or less yeah. with, everything else. And I don't, I don't trust any of them. Yeah. I don't believe them. Yeah. Um, right. and, and so it's like, if a guy or a girl is going to lie to me about being pro life, right. uh, it, at least, at least I've voted on, on a principle that I, yeah that I believe in. Right. Um, and all the rest of the stuff, I just don't, I don't trust them. I you, don't think that they're going to tell me the truth. You know, we had James White on our Sunday special uh, last Sunday night. And, uh, he, he said on the show, he's, you know, he's like, my parents just, we just didn't grow up with the mentality of applying our faith to politics. That's just not what we were taught. That's not what we grew up on. That was not, is, did you have a similar experience kind of growing up? Um, and, uh, you know, how you thought about how your parents or just kind of the culture of, you know, the relationship between faith and politics. Yeah. My, well, when I grew up politics, especially at the nat at the national level, was not even really a thing that we talked about. I mean, it was poli politics was like another subject like sports, yeah. you know, or cause you're or talking garden. like you were in high school was, in like 1940s or something, right? Yeah. 1942, <laughs> I graduated. Um, <laughs> well, it just, even, even in the eighties, yeah. um, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't, this was before social media. This was before the internet. This right. was before the, the only source of, news you had was newspapers and, and then television and that was it. Right. And so politics, and you had three channels, three channels, too. Right. three channels <laughs> that came in fuzzy yeah. and you had to, you had to get pliers yep. and one on UHF, the UHF channel. Right. Yep. No one knows about that anymore. Right. That's the UHF channel, yeah. but, but it was, mm -hmm. we didn't talk about politics. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a thing that, that, that we discussed. They didn't right. discuss it. I guess my parents and grandparents discussed it when they got together at Thanksgiving and whatever, they would have their conversations. But for yeah. the most part, I was ignorant about politics. I, I knew vaguely mm -hmm. um, about Democrats and Republicans. I yeah. knew that there were two parties, but I didn't know what the difference was between wow. those parties. Wow. Um, yeah. I just, and, and the difference was, I, I don't think it was as stark as it is today either. Yeah, right. I mean, you could, the Democrats were, were a different philosophical animal yeah. back then than right. they are now. Right. Right. At least publicly. You, you know, it, it seems like um, the clear God's word is applied in our, our society, in our churches, in our families, the clear God's word is preached to us. It, it seems like you would make all those things clear anyway. So if there's, what it seems like to be not a very big difference between Democrats and Republicans back in the sixties and fifties or something. Um, that's where if the word of God was being preached well and clearly and authoritatively, it seems like it'd still draw out those differences a lot better. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, th- I think critics have a bit of a point when they talk about Christian nationalism um, and, and uh, a bit of a point, mm-hmm. because I do think that there is some substance to the argument that for a lot of people, politics has become their religion. Yeah. And for specifically a lot of people who identify as Christians, mm-hmm. that means that you're a Republican and a conservative. Yeah. Um, and then all of the other, all of the other Jesus stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, and that's what you, you see, you know, I mean, I didn't even, uh, you know, I mentioned I was at our local um, Republican meeting last Tuesday night um, this week and, you know, I didn't even get into a discussion with them on public education. They were all talking about how we need to make sure our funding, our schools are funded. Even our rural schools are funded. They're against money following the student because if money followed the student, then that local rural school would lose that money if a student decided to go somewhere else. Um, So they're even against that. But, and what's hilarious is, is like, there's a way bigger problem with public education than, than what they're even considering, you know, for Republicans to even fund public education is to fund the demise of the Republican party because all public education is doing now is teaching and discipling kids to vote against them. Right. It, it's insanity that they're, they're worried right. about the rural schools or whatever. Right. And, you know, and, and you don't see the bigger problem with with your philosophy of public education, it's devouring itself. It's going to destroy the Republican Party, and you can't see it. Right, right. Well, there's something fundamentally wrong with the idea that how you fix education is with more funding, yeah, or, or right. putting putting money in the pri- in the proper spot is right. how you fix it. That's flawed. Right. Also, yeah, right, right. Money's the problem. This is why we have to we have to get into news that John Brannion can trust. Yes. Um, as you guys know, the news is not trustworthy. Mm-mm. Twitter wasn't trustworthy until Elon Musk uh, put an offer in. Right. And now, <laughs> now, it's now Twitter is like the word of God. Everything you read on Twitter yeah. is 100%. That's not true either. So, yeah. so we, uh, once a week, me and John put in a lot of research into this segment to make sure we bring you news that John Brandon can trust. Um, this is why you support the network. This this doesn't happen. Um, you know, you can't trust any news. You can only trust the news that John Brandon can trust. Right. There it's you actually, go. Actually, it's Gabe that does all of the research. He springs <laughs> this on me live. I have no idea yeah. what this news is. All I know is I can trust it. And, and by research, I get it from my Twitter feed, which is you can't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Jen Pasaki, that's that's how you pronounce her last name. I don't care. Jen Pasaki believes teachers should be allowed to talk to kindergartners about being a boy or a girl. She said that in multiple press conferences in the last week and a half, and she doubled down in an interview. I think I mentioned this. Um, I don't know one of the shows. Jen was even crying about talking about I it heard about that yeah and and um it's it's just a kindergarten john what's going on well i don't disagree that that kindergarten teachers should be able to talk to their students about gender but i i don't think that they should be able to uh 
I, I think their talk should be based on biology and <laughs> not lying. Common sense, right? I don't think they should be able to lie to children about gender. Yeah, um, and I suspect that that was what Pisaki is pushing for. That there's a that there's a, a new. They, they should be able to free specifically transgender teachers and homosexual teachers should be able to talk openly about their sexuality with kindergarten children. And I disagree. 100% with that. I'm, I, I'm just trying to think at this point. I can't think of an issue where the Democrats couldn't be any, you know, they're just getting crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. You know, abortion, they're crazy about abortion, and we kind of got used to that. Okay. That, you know, and then um, in, was it 2017 um, or 18, Blackface Nor- Northam said, mm-hmm. Said that, uh, you know, you know, I'm I'm fine with, uh, you know, a woman having a baby, wrapping it up, making that baby comfortable, and then the doctor and mother deciding if they should kill it. You remember mm-hmm. that? You remember that? I do. And then, and so that got like a whole level crazier. You remember, Bill Clinton said abortion should be safe, rare, and there's a third legal, legal, safe, rare, and legal, something like that. Safe, rare, and legal, whatever it was. Um, and that was in the '90s, and everyone was like, you know, all right. Okay. Okay. You yeah. know that's crazy. They, you, you know the conservatives are like, all right, we're against abortion, yeah. but that you know. Well, he said rare. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can kill. You can kill a baby, but not every day. And then the not Democrats wanted day. to make it unlimited, not just rare, but mm-hmm. unlimited. And then the Democrats wanted to make it kind of post-birth abortions, which is what Northam was talking about. And we it's just really an abortion, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just well after ba- after yeah. birth abortion. Po- you know post. Right after it's born, then yeah. you haven't aborted it. You've, you've you just aborted yeah. on that side of the womb. Oh. And so I can't think of it. I can't think of an issue where it's like, where where are the Democrats going? What what's next? You know, this transgender thing. Um, I, Bill Clinton would have been against the transgender thing. He would have in the nineties. Yeah, well, that's just, that's what we were talking about earlier. Is the Democratic Party has been has been transitioning into this party of just psychotic ghouls, yeah. you know, and it's it's happened, you know, more rapidly recently. But they yeah. didn't used to say crazy stuff like that out loud. Yeah, in the seventies and eighties. I mean, what what's what are they going to do next? What what's the next crazy thing? Um, I I don't. <laughs> I mean, how are we going to predict it? I don't know. Uh, you, you, you want me to predict? <laughs> yes, it? I want you to predict uh, honestly, it. Honestly, <laughs> I'm having trouble. I'm I'm running out of ideas. My job is to write satire for the magazine. I'm, I got to write right. satire, and uh, and uh, me and Jesse Sumter are are banging our heads against the wall trying to come up with something outrageous enough. Yeah. That, that isn't actually happening right. right now. Right. And so it's a, it's a challenge. The Democratic Party has made it a real challenge to write satire. Wow. News that John Brannion can trust. Uh, Pickaway County. Pickaway. Pickaway County. I believe this is in Ohio. Kind of kind of around your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, is also known for various places with the name Hitler. Including Hitler Road. Hitler Ludwig Road. Hitler Ludwig Cemetery and Hitler Park. All right, there, there's a good reason for this. Okay, just, I want to know what it is. Just, yes, this is news that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the Circleville Herald, their local newspaper, the Hitlers who settled Pickaway Township in 1799 were actually upstanding citizens. All right, 1799. 
the Hitlers founded the town. They were farmers with good reputations who couldn't have known the burden their surname might have put on their descendants. Unfortunate. The first Circleville Hitler was George Hitler, born in 1763, more than a century before Adolf Hitler. Right. Yeah. Right. He would have to, it's not George's fault. No. Uh, George no. married Susanna Gay in Pennsylvania, and together they had four children. One of their children was George Washington Hitler. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. And it? it's like, you, <laughs> I think I might, I might change my name at this point. And, and just as he thought it couldn't get any more George Washington uh, difficult with, hard it is to write with, I know. George Washington Hitler had a son named gay Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> This is news that you can trust. Gay was a guy's name yes. in, seven, in the 1700s. In the 1800s. 1800s. Just by this time, it's 1800s because, you yeah. know, dad was um, 1799. Yeah. Um, so, so sometime in the 1800s. And, of course, Hitler didn't really come to scene until 19, you know, 100s, 1910s, 1920s, 30s. Yeah. Gay um, was a guy's name. Gay Hitler. Gay Hitler. Because that was, Hitler. That, was the, that was the maiden name of, of the grandma. Right, right, right. Susanna Gay, and right. and so, so you put the it. two last names sure. together, and you get Gay sure. Hitler. And why wouldn't you? This is this is the 1800s. <laughs> exactly. Why wouldn't you be proud of the Hitler name? Exactly. In the 1800s, it's they like can't. it's like Bob Stalin. Yeah, it'd be a shame. <laughs> they said to each other, "It would be a shame to to let the Hitler name come to an end." And so we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of strapping boys. Yep. Starting with gay. And we're <laughs> keep gonna, this going. <laughs> and and keep you know. the Hitler name going. And I, yeah, I don't. So you could be gay Hitler in the 1800s. Yeah. And it wasn't even a thing that anybody would no. bad enough. And not no get bullied go. at school. Yeah. No one no. would pick a fight with you. No. No. <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> What's, in my neck of the way. In Pickway, Ohio. You know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin back, you know, having that name Vladimir back in a, I don't know. There, there's still some history, history with Vladimir, but with Vladimir, like, wasn't uh, wasn't uh, Dracula's name Vladimir too? You got me on that one. Was it Vlad 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 the yeah. Impaler? I think is is the okay is the lore if I remember yeah. it correctly. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Mayo Mayo Te Song, you know, wrench. Yeah, <laughs> Vladimir Hitler. Vladimir Gay Hitler. Branion. <laughs> Branion Wrench. Yeah. That's great. Well, hey, man. So you're going to be at the Comedy Club uh, tomorrow, Friday. Tomorrow night. Friday, Friday. and Saturday. Friday. And mm-hmm. and what's that uh, website address again? It's gutiescomedy.com. Okay. And it's in Indianapolis. No, nope. I mean, you, if you go to Minneapolis, you can, but I won't be there. I'll, I won't be at the Minneapolis club. I'll be at the Indianapolis club. Okay. But yeah, if anybody, anybody in the region should come and say hello. Awesome. And uh, we'll take photos and awesome. All that. And uh, make sure you guys check us out. Uh, May 19th, we'll, we'll be in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona at uh, uh, Raining Grace Ranch. We're going to be doing a live show there with Delano Squires and Jeff Durbin. Raining Grace Ranch. Like like, like Jesus is raining. Raining Grace. Ranch. Raining Grace. And it okay. kind of ties into like horse reins and, you know, all that stuff. Jesus is okay. Lord. There you go. You, you get it. 
Um, and so May 19th, go to fightlaughfeast.com, uh, click on the shop button and you can buy tickets to the, uh, live event at May 19th. We'll probably, it looks like we're going to have a pre-event, uh, going on there too. More details should be coming out next uh, couple weeks and everything. And we'll make sure we email them out to all the people who bought tickets. It's should be a fun time. Tools of Liberty with Delano Squires and Jeff Durbin. Uh, Sunday night, folks, we got a really good show coming on with, uh, 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 pastor Doug Wilson, and our friend David Bonson, they wrote an economics book together that just got released. And, and man, I, I'm almost done with that book. And it's so helpful in how to think about kind of the current economic situation regarding stimulus, regarding inflation, all that. So they're going to be coming on the show uh, Sunday night. So make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be great. So uh, have a good week. Tune in next week. Uh, go fight, laugh, and feast. This is the Water Boy. And John Brannion. And John Brannion.